welcome to this week's episode of Medif ABA podcast with me, your host, Dr. Lillian Kerubo, a pediatrician and behavior therapist. Thank you for joining us this week as we continue our journey in nonviolent methods of behavior modification in our children. Last week, we talked about positive reinforcement. If you missed it, please go back and listen to it. And this week, we are going to talk about the opposite of positive reinforcement, which is negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement is an action or a substance which, when applied to a child, prevents them from engaging in certain behavior or causes a reduction in the occurrence of unwanted behavior. A very good example is withdrawal of privileges. If a child continuously and defiantly engages in behavior that is harmful or destructive, certain privileges can be withheld from them so that they can reduce their misbehavior. Privileges here may mean gadgets, games, toys, or things that are not essential for life. Care should be taken not to deny the children basic human rights. Okay, so we are not advocating that you starve the children or you withhold housing. Uh, or you withhold um, water, or you withhold uh, education from them. Those are basic essentials of life. And if you withhold them, you will be liable for child abuse or child neglect. We're talking about uh, things that the child enjoys doing, but they're not necessarily important for growth and development. So like gadgets, gadgets are the best example, phones, tablets, computers, TV, and some toys. Here is how to carry out negative reinforcement accurately. Number one, you must communicate clearly and as many times as required till you are sure that your child has understood what is expected of them. Just like we did in positive reinforcement, communication has to precede the withdrawal of the privilege. For teenagers, you may need to explain the reason behind their expectation. Why do you want them to behave a certain way? You have to give them the consequences of what happens if they do not behave the way that you expect them to behave. For neurodiverse children, you have to break down the expectation into small, simple, one-step instructions. Use models, animations, pictures, and videos depending on the level of comprehension of the child and make sure that the instructions are realistic and practical depending on the child's age and developmental stage. So just like we did for positive reinforcement, communication has to be there before you start withdrawing privileges. You can't wake up one day and start withdrawing privileges. You will confuse the child. So you have first to set the standard so that they know if they break the standard, the consequence that will follow will be X, Y, Z. So you and your child need to sit down, agree what the consequences are when they engage in behavior that is unwanted. So do not impose it on them. Do not dictate it to them. However, it is good if you can both agree that if, for example, they do not tidy up their toys consistently, then you will take away those toys because they don't seem to be taking care of them. So they have to agree to that negative reinforcement. And we should only respond to behaviors that are engaged to in deliberate and conscious effort. These are behaviors that are usually done out of defiance. 
So when we are applying negative reinforcement, we have to choose which behavior we are responding to. It has to be behavior that the child is doing deliberately, consciously, and out of defiance. Let's not respond to all behaviors, especially behaviors that may result from a child being sick or from a child being um, cranky, maybe they didn't get enough sleep, or if they are acting out of self-defense, or if they are in an altered mental or emotional state. For example, if a child did not sleep last night, the next day they are likely to have behavioral challenges. They may be rude. They may be, uh, they may be responding too fast. They may even be aggressive. So be careful not to respond to that behavior because it has a, a cause. But behavior that is that is happening when the child is conscious, awake, got enough rest, has been fed, but still chooses to be to be to be destructive to property. For example, that is behavior that you can respond to, especially after you've given them a warning. Once the child has broken the agreement of what behavior needs to be carried out, either in the home or in the school and you have given them a warning. We usually advise that the first time the child engages in that behavior, you give them a warning so that you don't respond with immediate effects because the child might consider you punitive. So when the child engages in the destructive behavior or in the harmful behavior, the first time you give them a warning, then the second time you tell them, if you do this again, we are going to initiate the negative reinforcement. And surely if they do it again, then you're supposed to initiate the negative reinforcement and see it through to completion. For example, if you had agreed that if a child throws down his or her toys three times, then the TV is to be withdrawn for the whole day, then stick to that no matter how remorseful the child may be. Usually when you initiate the negative reinforcement, most, most children will start crying and saying they're sorry, they'll never do it again. Please consider them. You have to stick to your word. If you change your mind because your child is crying or because your child is showing remorse, they will know that this is how they can manipulate you. And they will continue breaking the rules and knowing that they will get out of the negative reinforcement simply because they can cry and tears have an effect on mommy. So you have to stick to the negative completion, a negative reinforcement, sorry, through to completion. Consistency is key in ensuring trust, cooperation, and self-regulation by the child. After the period of withdrawal of the privilege has lapsed, it is important to have a conversation with your child and reconcile if there had been a falling out. Most children do not take negative reinforcement kindly because it involves loss of things that they value and love. So it's likely that they will not be your friends after you initiate the negative reinforcement, it's likely that you might even have an argument, especially if it's a teenager or a child with ADHD, they might have a tantrum because they feel they have lost something that they value. And that is how you know you have been effective. However, we do not want to encourage um, differences between parent and child. So if you notice that when you initiated the negative reinforcement, there was a bit of a falling out, after the period has lapsed, you had said no TV for a day. After the day is gone, the next day, sit down with your child, explain why you had to do what you did, and let there, let there be a reconciliation. It would be nice if the child also admits that they did something wrong and that the negative reinforcement was well-deserved. Negative reinforcement can be used for behaviors that are repetitive, deliberate and that the child can modify with relative ease, such as, for example, spitting,
foul language, tardiness, messiness, rudeness, and others. A negative reinforcement can be used for both neurotypical children and neurodiverse children as long as they can understand what is going on. Remember, it requires a child who is able to understand that they have acted or behaved in a manner that is not expected of them. The child needs to understand that when he or she acts in that manner, then certain privileges can be withdrawn, and that when certain privileges are withdrawn, he or she is expected to modify their own behavior into the expected behavior. So you have to pick and select which child you will apply negative reinforcement to. It's not any child. For example, a child with cerebral palsy whose, um, whose uh, level of understanding might be a little bit of a challenge, you may not be able to apply negative reinforcement very well. But a child with ADHD who, whose intelligence level is quite high, you might be able to apply negative reinforcement effectively. So you... As a parent, as a guardian, as a teacher, know your children very well and you're able to select who can benefit from negative reinforcement and who cannot benefit from negative reinforcement. This week, we are going to talk about our website. We're going to promote our website, which is www.difaba.com. Difaba is spelled D-I-F-F-A-B-A.com. Check it out. You can send me a DM from there directly or you can shop for any of the merchandise we have on sale. You can also book an appointment to see me and you can watch a few videos that we have there. Remember to share this episode with those who you think may benefit from it. And you can find me on Facebook. I'm in a group called Marvelous Diffabilities. On Instagram, I'm at Diffaba and on Twitter, I'm at mdiffability. Thank you so much for joining me this week. See you later for the next episode of Behavior Modification. Bye.